Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. The corrupt powers that rule this nation are hard at work. They are trying to keep wages low and the rent high. They are quick to line the pockets of big businesses, but tell us they can't find a dime for the people. I understand this. I've seen the rot from the inside as a state senator, and it's ugly and widespread. On Unboss, we are working to change that. Every day on Unboss, we are bringing you the stories that really matter. We talk about power, corruption, justice, or lack thereof, and we break this down every weekday giving you the tools to give the power back to where it belongs with the people. I'm Nina Turner and I am unbought and unbossed. Listen to Unbossed on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me as ever is my co-host and co-founder. I'm so happy she's joining me today. You know, thank you for giving me your time. Looking so good with the braids. Braids down to how long are these ones? These ones aren't as long because, guys, uh, hi, my hairdresser. I only have one hairdresser who does those styles on me. She knows how to do it. She knows my exact braid and color as well because I mm. don't just use everyday ex- extensions. I mix and make a custom color. Um, so it's quite hard to find Helen at the moment. Shout out Helen Styles in Liverpool. So I actually had to go to the IG girlies. And the IG girlies aren't very nice because they add extra stuff. Like my hair might not be straight in, whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I resorted back to going to the aunties. Now, aunties are fun and everything. And they'll compete your hair with like a baby on their back. But best believe they're going to be completing five other people's hair. So I don't oh. like that aspect. At least with the IG girlies, it'll be like... I you have my attention for the next four hours. Whereas auntie, it's you plus five other people. But you know, so, so, such is life. Such is life. Such I'm is so, life. I'm so sorry that you're having to go through that process. Thank you. No, that's <laughs> fine. No, that's fine. Um, uh, If you guys uh, are watching this, please like, subscribe, all of them things there. Thank you for all of the subscribers. Um, And we have a guest today because... I'll be honest, I watched this in a studio yesterday. Uh, I can actually hear commentary whilst I was doing what? it. So, yeah, they're still setting up. So, Headphones needed. Yeah. So, I couldn't hear the commentary. So, I've got a very weird kind of view of the race. Tandy obviously was getting her hair done. So, we don't know what conditions that you watched the race hair under. Done on Friday. Oh, it's on Friday. No, I got it done on Saturday. Oh, okay. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And then I sat in. Oh, I see. Nice. I'm probably the one with the least race knowledge then from this weekend. Uh, so I brought in someone who I know has got intimate knowledge of what happened on Sunday and the aftermath. And oh. he'll be able to discuss that and describe that in the most eloquent manner possible. It's our in friend. The quickest way. <laughs> And in the quickest way, we are on a timer. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in this morning to Cameron F1. How's it going? Good, mate. Good, mate. Well, I say good. I say good before we get into what happened at this Spa-Francorchamps Grand Prix, mate. Not, 
getting cooked on Twitter or? No, I mean, um, Sir Lewis Hamilton's cheeky entanglement with Fernando Alaplan Alonso, but we will get to it in short yeah, order, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, Nasha. Sure. Oh. We'll get to all of that. Um, Tandy, if you want to, if you want to, you want to put it out there, <laughs> you want to put it out there. I just want to put it. No, 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 no. You said it. Listen, listen, listen. I'm on your side. Always. You always know I am. Um, There's a certain fan base. I think certain fan bases just ride really hard for their, for their guy. I just do want to make it very clear that we at Quick Stop F1 definitely care about a lot of people's mental health, including Daniel Ricciardo's and including Yasha's mental health. So, um, I think it's best you actually watch the full episode to kind of see what Nyasha said thereafter instead of looking for a clip of um, a comment that was completely taken out of context. Um, yeah, we care about men, man. Men are allowed to cry. Men are allowed to have emotions. And um, I just wanted to put it out there. Yes. Like, yeah. for those who don't know, I was lucky enough to go on uh, the last lap show, which is... Um, Tomo and Niran's new show on YouTube doing live race reactions and podcasts and they've got a swanky studio. We're watching along live. It is the evolution of F1 content. It's going to get grander. It's going to get more professional for whatever reasons they decided to invite me on there. Um, we're talking about Daniel Ricardo. I think what we saw there's a clip going around of me talking about Daniel Ricciardo. I called him finished, right? And then afterwards, I compared his interview uh, with Rachel Brooks with, you know, uh, him looking like he's he just dropped his Nandos on the floor. Now, which is I, fair, which is a metaphor for somebody being sad, because I'd be pretty sad if I right. It's a sad thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm being descriptive. Obviously, that clip has gone around. Daniel Ricciardo fans... And fans who just don't like us have taken, or me, to be honest, have taken that opportunity to kind of say that I am making fun of Daniel Ricardo's mental health. You could not be more wrong. One. Two. I'm not going on anyone else's podcast anymore. There you go. See, okay? you're it for the rest of you, us. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going on anyone else, other than yours, Cameron. Jay, black people's podcast. I'm going to go on your podcast. Anyone else... No more free clout, okay? Because <laughs> what you're doing is taking our product, which what's good about Quickstop is I get to say whatever I want and then I get to clip it however I want to protect myself, to protect Tandy, to protect the brand. I go on someone else's podcast, you guys are clipping the shits up so it's as bad as possible you're getting all of the retweets you're getting all of the all of the engagement what do i get what does tandy get all of the abuse and it's over i'm done so unless i'm going on a platform which is going to pay me to go on there or i can see that they're going to take care of how they're going to clip up our shit no more okay the only podcast you're going to see me on is quickstop f1 um also people using mental health as a way of basically trying to have no criticisms at all against their driver is actually really disingenuous. And I think you should look at yourselves when you do that, because that's not right. But anyway, I would say on to, oh, <laughs> I would say moving on to more, Fucking hell, this race was awful, wasn't it? Mate. There's so many there's so <laughs> many ways to break this race down. Let's just get straight into it. 
with a turn one incident, which is obviously, I wouldn't even say divided opinion, but I guess has created a lot of talking points. Cameron, I'll come to you. Um, how did you see the lap one incident between Lewis and Fernando Alonso? I know, I think I know what I think about it, and I think there's layers to it. So I guess before we get into Alonso's reaction, purely from a car by car, two people in the same corner incident, what are your views on that? It was deemed a racing incident, but I guess is there blame to lay anywhere? And Okay. <laughs> in the sense, okay, so this one is one of those ones where it's deeper than rap. It's deeper than rap. Mm. But you've got a track that's just demands power, right? It's a very power hungry track. And then you have two very good drivers that both demand power. And mm. um power squared. Power mm. squared. Do you know what I mean? And um yeah, so that was always going to happen. I mean, Lewis and Alonso head to head has always been a thing that was never going to, it's never going to end as a fair square. There's always going to be whose fault was it? I think in this incident, I'm very confident in saying, unfortunately, Lewis does take the blame. Um, and I'll say it with my chest uh, these things happen. Two power hungry um, drivers at the same time, just gunning for it. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to say it. Mm. I know, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear it, Cameron. I, I'm, I don't, you know what? Yeah, mm. I'll get to what I think. But yeah, Cameron. Mm. By the way, Cameron, I love your hat. Where would I be able to get such a lovely hat Hello, from, Cameron? What yeah. a nice hat! <laughs> you guys are kidding me. The Cameron F1 merch store will be up and running pronto. I promise within the next five days, I've been, I've been in the background. Actually, you know me, procrastination, procrastinator extraordinaire, but I promise it will be up soon on the Cameron F1 channel. But thank you. for. Um, I cannot wait to see it in my mailbox. I know it's coming. It's coming. I promise. (laughs) I promise you, Tandy. I promise all of the merch, hoodie, everything. But, um, oh, we're going to have to get into a culpability conversation. It's such a sore point on which to start the podcast, Nasha. It pains me to say it, but of course I, I, I concur with what Tandy said. If you are apportioning blame, it, it has to be Lewis's. And here's why, right? It, or if you're a racing, a racing incident and the FIA were right not to penalise anybody. Yeah. But in my very nutty racing mind, there are a couple of things that are key, right? If you're trying to overtake somebody around the outside and then there is an incident, you're always going to look to the bod on the outside, because overtaking somebody around the outside is just a Mickey take. Always defer to the person on the inside line, unless two things happen, unless they lose control of the car. And by that, I mean a cheeky lockup and, or they haven't adhered to the inside of the corner and the apex. Sadly for Sir Lewis Hamilton fans, this isn't what happened at Silverstone last year with Max because Sir Lewis locked up right and he didn't adhere to the apex there was room between Sir Lewis and Cops Corner apex sadly for Sir Lewis Hamilton fans this year in Belgium Alonso did all the all of the above he did not lose control of the car there was no lock up and he was very close to the inside of that apex so you got to if this is caught a public opinion you got to blame Sir Lewis Hamilton as much as it pains me 
Yeah, and I think... Yeah, we are very much an accountability podcast. Don't get it wrong. Well, yeah, we are. But apparently, you know, we've got no real... No, I'm actually really... (laughs) Um, So, look. Yeah. Yeah, it's his fault. But I think what we did see from Lewis was an admission that, you know what, he come out, held his hands up, handled it with grace had to put his own car out of fire which i thought was very nice of the marshals yeah do you know what like that w13 deserves to burn in hell he oh mate however i say it with my chest (laughs) that w13 deserves to burn in hell yeah in the deep deep depths of hell satan himself has a seat waiting and a cushion waiting for the w13 however as a respected driver and respect for the love of the game, you have to put the fire out, unfortunately. So I hear him on that one. I know you wanted to fucking kick it, though. I'd yeah. Say- yeah, you know what it's like? Sometimes when your girl comes back from brunch and she's very drunk and you're just having to deal with her and maybe like rub her back while she's like throwing up in the toilet. And in that moment, you're just like, I just want to leave you to it. You deserve everything you have. <laughs> but you've why got- we- Wait, why do men hate us? <laughs> no, do you come back? do you know what it'll be you lot who gasses oh babe why don't you ever go out you should go out with your friend now i've gone out with my friends now you're texting me why are you doing this who are you with mm. why are you wearing that where where, where are you is the where one that are I always you? Say. why are you getting home late you love tape i've never been to tape babe oh this is that's a very specific reference, but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, uh, I felt that that's what Lewis Lewis is uh, going through the end stages <laughs> of, of a relationship where he's looking at like I don't know if I can do this anymore. But luckily, only eight more races. But um, Alonso's reaction um, for those who don't know, or you know, for those just tuning in, hello. Um, a lot of the reaction, uh, essentially, you know, this guy, uh, all this guy knows is to, to qualify first and, and drive at the front or something along those lines. Uh, basically disparaging comments, insinuating that Lewis doesn't know how to do wheel-to-wheel, con- uh, wheel-to-wheel combat, insinuating that Lewis doesn't know how to uh, win races from, uh, from less than pole position. One stat I saw, big up Sean Kelly, the virtual stat man, he said... Lewis Hamilton has won more races uh, from non-pole position, 42, than Ayrton Senna won races, 41. So, Alonso, you know, one, what you said is not rooted in fact, is rooted in what I can only describe as a deep-seated resentment towards Lewis, which I think has been burning for a minute. I th- I think lo- I, look I'm just saying I think Alonso since 2007 has had this thing with Lewis and look Alonso probably looks at his career and his talent there was a comment Lewis made when Vettel would, had won three or four championships and he said something along the lines of like you know is I have won Vettel has four like is Vettel really like that much better than me in the words of Kanye damn these niggas that much better than me Baby, I'm getting on an aeroplane. I don't know if I'll be back again. And from that point, uh, 
from that point, you know, obviously Lewis has won more. And Alonso probably looks at his two championships, not won one since 2006. Um, it's now 2022. There's whole teenagers who have grown up and started smoking in, in the time since he, since he won a championship. But he probably looks at that and looks at Lewis's seven and looks at the car Lewis has managed to have. Well, you know, Alonso's had bad car after bad car move after move and there's probably some form of like resentment there and I think it came out but I guess Cameron Nasha said Alonso is so old that he was cool when cigarettes were cool now we're vaping now we're vaping do you know what I mean? We're on that, <laughs> on that pink lemonade now, Alonso. We're on the pink lemonade. <laughs> um, so, so, um, <laughs> so, Cameron, I saw a comment from everyone's, from a Mercedes employee. I'm not going to name names, but I saw a, a, a comment oh, from, a, from a Mercedes yeah. employee. No, we'll discuss the other one. There's another one. Okay. But there's one from who... Uh, on his private account said, you know, oh, there's no one better in F1 for shithousery than Alonso. This guy is amazing. And, um, it, you know, made me think, one, which team do you drive for? But two, uh, do you work for? But two, is that good, I guess? do Is Alonso's... Some people love that, right? Obviously, Lewis fans aren't happy with that. Some people love that. Are Lewis fans being... Are we being sensitive in the same way that maybe Ricardo fans were being sensitive uh, to to whatever comments are being made about their driver, or or is there does there need to be some form of censorship on comments like that, on disrespectful comments like that, or do we all just need to that sport? We need to we need to move on. Bloody Nora Nasha, I love the way that you framed that question first and foremost. Secondly, you know, I know he's killing it. You know what? Concise because we need to know it. So I'm getting the questions and then. Yeah, I mean. Go, go on, let me let me try and nail this one quickly then. Um, so uh, you know I'm not for censorship at all, Nasha, and and I do love a bit of controversy. Listen, the the key asset in F1 is the drivers, and if you start muzzling them, even though they're liable sometimes, especially in Fernando El Plan Alonso, to say some rogue SH1T, then I think the F1 product is poorer for that. But nevertheless, man, what's Fernando doing? Listen, I really want to like Fernando. So good a driver is he. But he just keeps coming out with this rogue stuff. How dare you, Fernando Alonso? Who are you talking to? What an idiot. Behave yourself, Fernando Alonso. Again, if you're looking at the records, so Lewis Hamilton has won more. I like your center fact there, Nasha, but I would tweak it ever so slightly and say that Lewis Hamilton in 40 plus races, not won from Paul, has won more races than Fernando Alonso has ever won in his career, Fernando Alonso. So how about, mate, you take two seats, Fernando El Plan Alonso, man from Asturias, España. Not having it, Nasha. I just think Mm. it's so disrespectful respectful and and you know what it breaks my heart because i thought these guys had mended the bridge they they of late hungary last year they've been racing respectfully right always giving each other room okay so lewis hamilton made a mistake amended his steering angle ever so slightly on the way into lacombe turn five at spa but come on fernando is that what is that what you're going with fernando really really you know Sir Lewis Hamilton more than most, mate. That was, uh, again, a heat of the moment thing. But no, you shouldn't be saying that, Fernando. You've got no place, mate. How dare you? Tandy, any thoughts on Alonso? Um, no. Cool. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, 
what I would say is, you know, when, um, and I'm not saying that it was race driven, but you know, when, uh, <laughs> sometimes yeah, when we piss people off on Twitter and then they, the first thing they do is message us. So, okay. So we know when I piss people off on Twitter. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I piss people off on Twitter too. Uh, and the first thing they do is call us names, right? Oh. And, and it's just like, you've been waiting to call us that yeah, for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. You've been waiting for an excuse to say that. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Trumps, probably got a notes app page Trust of me. like things to call. They quick. say this, things to call, quick stop F1. <laughs> the girl, call her this. Oh, wow. The guy, say this to him. Yeah, and that's, I feel like that's what for now. He's had that in the drafts for a minute. He's wanted to say that for a minute. And I I just thought it was really inappropriate. I think it was disrespectful. Uh, and I think it gives fuel to a narrative that's not true. Uh, Tom and Jerry, it started off as Tom and Jerry, but now it's mm. got dark. Do you know what I mean? Mm, for sure. It's and a bit it... like Howard the Cowardly Dog. It's a bit. <laughs> Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh, yeah, I do know that. So <clears throat> the, the space, um, the space, Nasha, can I just say this very, very yeah. quickly? The space is super toxic here, yeah, but how about as humans, we have some empathy? Even if you're not a Sir Lewis Hamilton fan, yeah, seeing the pictorial of him walking back, head down, doing the walk of shame, the, the, Let's, why were the Belgian stewards? Why couldn't they send him out a moped? Well, we know the answer to that question already, hence why it is rhetorical. But why, as F1 fans, can't we just have a bit of empathy for a dude who's going through it, does the walk of shame, tractor of a W13 car? That upsets me. That's well, the there's no empathy because they're happy. These lot are happy. This is what they wanted. They wanted Lewis in a bad car. They wanted Lewis to not be able to fight for race wins. They, they, you know, the imagery of him, him making, I wouldn't say mistakes, but having race incidents, you know, these are all things that they've been preying on his downfall. And, you know, <laughs> at least I say it out loud, I'm putting on a platform. These guys have been praying in secret, praying in the dark, and um, their prayers are currently being answered. Someone else's prayers are being answered. Look, it pains me to say this. We were on the last lap show yesterday and someone said, I can't remember who, but they were like, Max Verstappen is going to be in the lead by lap 12. And I was like, what? That is crazy. I was like, "That? what are you talking about? He's in 15th place. I said, you know what? Maybe if there's um, a safety car, right? That will bring- Maybe if you pit someone in the sixth lap, well, look, we'll get on to, we'll get on to, <laughs> we'll get on to certain, man. Don't worry about that. Uh, but, oh my God. So, but I was like, you know, there's no way surely that Max will be in the lead by laptop. That's ridiculous. But it happened. And we have a situation where Max Verstappen has won the Belgian Grand Prix by, I'm sorry, I don't know the final race results. The last time I checked, well, I can remember, it was like 17 plus seconds. I think it was it was probably bigger than that, right? Um, Cameron, you like provoking the net, don't you? You like you like riling the net. I saw your space yesterday. I was uh, I was um, I was not in any condition to join, but I did see the title, and you put the title of. Lewis Brazil 21 versus Max Belgium 22. 
could you explain <laughs> in your own words with a platform and a microphone uh why in your eyes yesterday's drive for max was so good and look uh aldous i think tweeted something like we are watching greatness right now and you know obviously it's it's uh, it's hard as a non Max fan to see it as anything other than a very depressing in- indicator of a car which, as Tandy has described since day one, as a rocket ship. Um, mm-hmm. I said that you did, yeah. Um, so Cameron, why is this come? I guess why was yesterday such a good drive? So for my money, Nasha, that there's there's one. It's not that he did it. It's not that he made his way from 14th or whatever to first. Because again, that was always on the cards potentially in a car, in an Adrian new build, new regulations. Again, he's got a durable competitive advantage. That was always in the cards. Is that he did it in 11 laps, Nasha? How sway? That doesn't, that just doesn't even make sense. And again, instantly my mind went back to what what's the next barometer right and brazil 2021 very similar circumstance not the same stakes not the same pressure against sir lewis hamilton fans will argue me i don't think they're analogous in that sense but he's just he's just doing in a nutshell nasha max verstappen in 2022 is consistently making very difficult borderline impossible things in an f1 car look very very easy and he's doing them frequently now hungry spot like it's just uh i suppose the only question if i'm to play devil's advocate for a second the only question how much of his feats are attributable to the car and how much is the driving we'll never know that we'll never be able to pass that out by percentages but nevertheless what he's doing if you compare him to his teammate checo perez is not snasher as much as it pains me to say, like, yeah, like loathing, whatever, what he's doing in the car is 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 bonkers. And Aldous, I would I would, t- I would tinker with Aldous's statement ever so slightly. I, I don't think we've seen greatness just yet. Greatness is in the making for him. That's in the future of Max Verstappen. I wouldn't say greatness is the that's not the applicable term just yet, but what he's doing is is nuts, Nasha, in short. He's definitely on the right track, isn't he? Just a tad. Just a tad. I drank Red Bull the other day. Pizza Jessica. I drank Red Bull the other day and I was bouncing off the walls and I really did feel like Max Verstappen. Describe what feeling like Max Verstappen. What does that feel like? Like, even though I had the Red Bull, it didn't, like, I didn't feel like I deserved it because I actually, like, you know... I didn't buy the can myself. Right. Was it gifted to you? It was gifted to me. Um, <laughs> but, mate, I was swinging and bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> were, would you, were you just like swearing at every, was, like, oh, yeah. Everything F-ing that went wrong. Like, effing oh. in Jeffing, mate. Yeah. And you know what? Like, my other mate who was also drinking the Red Bull, no one was paying her any mind because I had had the most red bull do you know what I mean like, yeah 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 you are you are the star of the show i yeah. naturally yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. nice i hear it, red I bull hear it. truly gives you wings no it really does because that car is fucking fast you guys i'm not even gonna lie that car is fucking fucking fast and um i wish we had an incident where we could see 
Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> that car's fucking fast though. Fuck me. Rapid. It is Rapid. fast. So Listen, if you're telling me that he would have made it, I can't believe you would not believe that he'd make it by the 12th lap. After everything you've been watching since no. the year started, you aren't going to believe that. Do you know what? Uh, you know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't put my pride down. I know, my I my know. pride is weighing me down. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But, mate. Yeah. Mate, no, I hear it. Mate, no. Mate. Do you know what? Like, Red Bull just released the book. Released the handbook immediately. You, I'd like it, to know. It's it's already out, Tandy. How to is build it? a racing car by Adrian Newey. Adrian Newey, by the way, who did a PhD in ground effect in 1980. Listen, anytime there's new regulations and there's ground effect entailed in that, then of course you want to be in the Adrian Newey car. And if that's RB18, then so be. And especially, by the way, to put a footnote on this on a front-limited track like Spa. Listen, for the longest time, I as a Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton fan have been getting a bit excited on the back of the Hungary performance. But again, that is a rear-limited track and it's going to flatter to deceive, eh? Now we're on the proper power circuits and again, we've got another one to come in short order in Monza. You're going to see the proper differential one 0.8 seconds as near as that makes no difference. Lewis Hamilton doesn't deserve that. You saw his face punching the groin is what it feels like. And it's um sad times, guys. Um just swaying to the side. Did anyone see Lewis's comments after his holiday to Kenya? Oh, flipping Nora Tandy. Are we doing this for We've true? We've got time. But, uh, We've got time. I just uh, want to make it very clear how obtuse, how obtuse that comment was. I just I just want to make it clear that I do not agree with that comment at all. So for those who are wondering what we're talking about, Lewis Hamilton spent, uh, I think, a week and a half, maybe two weeks uh, in, Africa. I guess, East Africa. Yeah. Um, and... Even that, like, no one said what part of Africa he's gone to. It's always like, he's gone to Africa. Like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think yeah, he's in Kenya. He's in Kenya. Rwanda at one point. Yeah, Rwanda. Was he in Namibia? I want to say maybe. I don't, I can't yeah, remember. So. Um, And uh, respect to all the countries that he did go to. Um, I have so many thoughts on this. I could do an hour on Lewis in, in on his trip. Lewis organized a trip, right? And off the bat, it was a trip, in his own words, to get back to his roots or to find out more about his roots. Now, I don't know if he's done a ancestry DNA thing and, you know, those That's are the... Right uh, point. That's so, right. I'm just saying, look, yeah. but he's chosen... Look, and he said... Um, one of his New Year's resolutions was to be was to plan more in advance. Normally, he doesn't plan and he just goes. So he had planned this from February. So everything he did on that trip was cultivated and customized for him. That's what he wanted to do. There was a lot of going to um, impoverished areas. I guess rural areas, let's say that, rural areas yeah. in this country, 
countries he met with um you know those you can go and meet people like you know people who live in these rural areas and tribes and you know he's obviously seen their way of lives he has full experience yeah well he, that's an experience let's say um and a comment he made when he got asked about it was uh i you know it was really humbling uh seeing you know people who are walking around with no shoes and living in houses made out of twigs now now okay somebody okay. welcomes you into their home you and you drink their water and they make an effort for you you do not then go turn around and be like yeah it was nice for a bando you don't say that that's rude yeah. that's incredibly obtuse just because you have a lot of money. You literally, you you are literally one of the highest end athletes in the entire planet. You are incredibly privileged. It smelled of privilege. I will call it out. It was a terrible comment. It was distasteful and incredibly obtuse. Anyway. So yes. for balance. Mm. Um Lewis Hammond is a guy who grew up in Stevenage, right? And um he is a British person. He's very, probably lived since you know, since the, uh, I think, you know, growing up in Hertfordshire, I've grown up in Hertfordshire, very white, whatever. I um, never mentioned it. And then, um, I, and then obviously after that, from a young age, he's been a sports person. And, you know, we all know, as much as Lewis has gone on this uh, journey of growth, right? Let's call it a maturation and you know finding himself and becoming this vocal outspoken leader that has said so much good stuff that has corrected wrongs that he's done when he made the comment about his cousin in a dress right or his niece, uh, nephew in a dress right and then he you know he got that backlash and he he corrected that and he's you know he himself has matured as a person and is now <clears throat> a, a great ally to the lgbtq plus community um his comments for sure i didn't really like them but for me because they came from lewis and i know it's not me like i know i don't want to get on the cape and here we go i'm not caving for him but i could see the language he used uh, was wrong he shouldn't have said that i guess i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt with that no i'm just saying it's wrong i think you can have two things right two things can be right it was wrong right but it was from a place of i would say ignorance rather than belittlement and i think i think it needs to he's got a lot of credit in the bank for i think being someone who is aware of his failings and i think hopefully what will happen is he'll see the backlash he'll see how we've reacted and he'll correct how he talks about yeah africans from yeah. now on because it was because it was wrong what people as someone of African descent myself, I think what people don't realize is those houses made of twigs, those are traditional houses. There's heritage behind shit yeah. like that. And, and that's the thing, like I've I used to go obviously you grew up in Zim. I used to go to Zimbabwe every I've been basically as a child. I was now going to St. Albans. But oh my I, god, you were Lewis you just like just alike. <laughs> um but I went to Zimbabwe every year from the age of seven to 16 and then i've been multiple times as an adult i've i lived for six weeks at a time in rural zimbabwe 
in round huts, no water, running water, no electricity. Like I've, and so I, I've luckily that's been a part of my story. So I know, I know about that. I think when you jet set someone into these poor areas, well, the poor areas into these areas which are very different to the way that you're used to going up. I guess it will humble you because like you don't expect to see that, right? Or you're not used to seeing that. But the way he described it was wrong. But also, yeah, I don't want to cape for him too much. Um, I think it was worse what I, I do think that the specific things he chose to do and highlight. I I the the actions for me I like, I wasn't totally enamored by the trip. I was watching looking at all the pictures and I was like this is a bit whack like this is definitely like middle-aged white person going oh i'm saying that's what it felt like honestly i was looking at all the pictures and i and i was like you're lewis hamilton like you uh, you know every 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 other video is a bob marley song why are you listening to bob marley and i'm like i don't understand i don't understand what's bob marley gotta do with your trip to africa like wait lesson learned is some of you lot idolize your idols too much there you go let's go tandy um donkeys please star of the day oh, star of the day stars of the day for the belgian grand prix um sorry just before we count just quickly on max is the title over now title done yeah, long time it's, it's been done. done is max going to break the record for number of wins in a season nope Oh wait, no. Oh. He, he can. I think he's won two in a row. I think the record is nine. I think nine wins in a row. That's the record. Sorry, and there's eight more races. So can he? Can is he going to break that record? Is he going to win every race oh, from now on? Because it's not a grid penalty that can stop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, Although, the, at this rate, I would not put it past him. As long as those Ferraris are showing their ass and the W13 is flipping and tumbling, dumbling the bag. I wouldn't put who else is going to do it. Do you mean yeah. who else? Uh, Cameron, sorry, we just uh, we just had a little Lewis Hamilton in Africa diversion there. And I could just see you sat there probably wondering if we're going to clip you into this and get you loads <laughs> of quote retweets on your name for no reason. But um, <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts quickly before we move on? Oh, on the Lewis Hamilton Africa thing. Yeah, Mate, it's, yeah. it's not being honest. I looked at it, but again, so my most recent heritage is Jamaican, right? And I'm conscious that I'm not sure that this is necessarily my conversation to have, but I agree, with I, I agree with everything that you guys have said, that it, it did seem like um, an older Caucasian man going back to the Gambia. Like, it, I don't know, some, it, 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 it felt, do you know what I mean? It felt a bit... It Back in felt, the days when I used to live in Rhodesia. Like, it me, felt, me and uh, Cecil. It <laughs> felt a little bit tone deaf. I'm not sure that anything he said was factually incorrect. No. But but again, he's kind of, he, mm. he, he's, he's missed the mark. He's perpetuating so stereotypes. And those right. are the stereotypes. Stereoty- that's why, you know, Red Nose Day. I, used to, I hate Red Nose Day. Oh. Fuck all that shit. And that's why they had to stop doing Red Nose Day, focusing on... All the you know going to Ethiopia and all the mm. droughts and all but that. I, Former porn. 
You know, you know, though, Nash, I think Tandy's hit again, and this is another conversation for another day, but I think Tandy's hit on a point about never beating your heroes and not holding them to a higher state of account. Because I've, as long as I've been watching F1, and again, this is going to get proper blasphemous. I remember a time when Sir Lewis Hamilton was tweeting about all lives matter. That's what I remember. Okay, no. Let's okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on very quickly. let's move on. And look, but that shows, <laughs> but that shows growth, True, though, right? And it again, does show growth, and that's absolutely. the growth I was talking about. Everyone can grow. Everyone can change. Ah, right, I hope, I hope that he does. Um, one last thing: the outfits. Why was he dressed like, uh, like a, you know, like the white South African farmers? <laughs> why was he dressed like that? Everywhere he went, he had that same the oh, shorts, the shorts, and and like Nigel from the Wild Thornbury. Yeah, and it's like you know, Law. Why weren't you styling him in better stuff? Anyway, he's the goat though. He's the goat, champion. and I love him. Legend. And we could talk about him like this because we love him, and it's coming from a place of love, right? And everyone, look, and thing anyway. is, anyway, donkey starts of the day for the Belgian Grand Prix, uh, Cam. Oh, not Max. Oh, damn. We've just spoken oh, no. about him. We, let's let's try and get some other. Well, there wasn't that many. I mean, oh, there's a couple actually, of good drives. I have someone who qualified very well, and I'm willing to say they qualified very well. Wait, there, sorry, we're giving stars or donkeys. I thought stars, stars first. Let's okay. start with praise, uh, right. and then we'll Alex, go into slander. Alex Albon. Yes, let's go. Great choice. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give him that. I he did what? Well. When I watched it, you know, I was oh, yeah. I actually went to the pub and watched. Formula One with the geezers, it was great. Oh, better than Quick Stop Live or? Nothing's better than Quick Stop Live. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Alex Albon, give it to you. Go ahead, lad. Great drive from Alex Albon. I was, uh, when I was on that show, I was with Tomo, who's a massive Albon fan. I was with um, a guy called Pyface, who's a YouTuber, big YouTuber. Uh, he's a big Albon fan. They were going crazy. And I think it's Albon, again, out driving that Williams, uh, out driving Latifi, um, and yeah, he's just that he did a really solid job. And to hold on, hold on to that tenth as well when he had a DRS train behind him. I think um, you know Williams set the car up well to to race at Spa, and that car has great straight line speed. He did really well. Um, Cameron, Albon, uh, where do you rate Albon? In we don't really ever include him maybe because of the year out and what happened in Red Bull, but obviously we have, you know, we have this new generation that are going to come in after uh, once Lewis and uh, Alonso are gone. I think that's the last of the older generation. What would you say, Tandy? Out with the ciggies, in with the vape sticks. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) out of the vape stick flavours, that's a good episode. What flavour Elf Bar is? (laughs) drivers. Um, But... uh, (laughs) Wow, we are addicted. So, um, uh, what? Albon. Yeah, Albon, you know, in that class of Charles, Mac, oh, take Max out, Charles, uh, Carlos, Lot, Norris, Russell, uh, Carlos, yeah, I think, but that class, where do you, do you rate him in that higher level or is he, is he, is he just below? Not just yet, Nash. It's hard to determine right definitively because he hasn't had the wheels underneath him yet properly for long enough. Again, he was in Red Bull for a little bit, but I think he's promising and he's got ceiling, but I don't know if he's got that, um, I don't know, to to, to plagiarise the quick stop F1 phrase. I don't know he's got that dog in him. Mm. I don't know just yet. I'm not, I'm not going to say that he hasn't because we don't know. 
but I suppose reserve judgment remains to be seen. Promise, but unfulfilled potential just as yet from Albon. But fair play to him in that slippery Williams creating an, a Fernando El Plan Alonso-esque DRS train. What a joker. But again, it was always quick right in a straight line. We saw that he was eight tenths quicker through sector one than Mercedes. It's W13 in Sir Lewis Hamilton. So they set it up well, didn't they? To be difficult to overtake yeah. around a front limited track like Spa Francorchamps. Lovely stuff. Well done, Alex. Uh, good result. I think that means he's going to dye his hair red again. So that would be nice for uh, for the kids. Uh, the, is it orphans? I can't remember. Um, in. I can't remember where they are. I'm going to have to do my research. But big up, Alex, um, on that. Tandy, the start of the day. I said Alex Albon, by the way. Oh, you said Alex Albon. Sorry. Apologies. Cam. Cam. If I, if I can't go Max Verstappen, because he's the obvious I one. I mean, yeah, it's the obvious <clears throat> one. That's that's fine. We know. I, I will shout out to Sebastian Vettel of the crew that are no longer going to be racing in 2023. Listen, I'd expect them to be disincentivized and just collect their paycheck, right? But he's still out there getting those points for the green ball. And I, I, I rate Seb for whatever you want to say about his performances this year and recently. Um, listen, that he's still out, out there getting points and driving as, as good as possible. Fair play to Seb. Yeah, I think very much so. And, uh, you know, he put some manners on straw. I think that was a bit of a get back for the last race as well. And, uh, yeah, really good result from Seb. Um, is this the first it's the first podcast since he announced he was retiring? Or was that? It is. Yeah. It is. It is, isn't it? Um, After so, summer break. Yeah, look. Well done to Seb. Uh, and congratulations on your... Yeah, impending retirement, work yeah. career, and you will. And I think, like I said, whenever people get towards the end of their career, you know, I don't think same with Lewis, right? You won't really be appreciated until until you're gone. And I think it's good now that we don't have to judge him as a driver in this current club, and we could just you know appreciate him whilst he's here. Uh, and he, as yeah, he's still picking up great results. That car, Aston Martin, does have good race pace it's just their quality pace which is which is awful um and we'll see about that uh i guess quickly alonso's move to aston martin um good move bad move what do you think potentially a good move mate again i suppose listen if you want it's all about negotiating right now so this is very simple mathematics if you want a two-year contract and alpine only prepared to offer you a one-year extension you have yeah. a word with the green team and they say yeah we'll give you two years then it's that simple right then you go with the green team yeah. I, I i agree with what you said on the last lap that potentially aston martin's if you're expecting them to be a championship winning side within those two years, then that might be a bit ambitious and a bit premature. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I, and that's a pity because Alonso is a really good driver and it would be good to see him in a car that could win a, a race slash championship. But I don't think if he's, if he's hanging around for only another two years, he won't stay there, but he wanted a two year contract and Aston Martin Cognizant F1 were prepared to give him that good move. Yeah, no, fair play. Uh, my style today is going to be George Russell, um, just for bringing that absolute wheelbarrow home in fourth, so showing some good wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing. 
consistent guy love him and quick shout out to esteban ocon who i'm never allowed to say star of the day so he's not my star of the day but he gets my respect for two incredible double overtakes uh tandy do you agree with that or you or do I have anything to say about it? <laughs> yeah, do you have anything to say about two incredible overtaking maneuvers at the same track on the same day from, I think he was, what was he, 19th? I can't remember where he was, but he was like very at the back, up up to seventh place in yeah. a Renault, or sorry, Alpine. Anything to say? I'm sure it was lovely. <laughs> Mika Hakkinen, Michael Schumacher, Heritage. Ricardo Zonta, Heritage. same sort of move, loved it. No? I'm sure Not- it was lovely. This girl's head is already on the road in carnival. Let's let's wrap this up, Tandy. <laughs> Where would you? <laughs> this girl's already shaking. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quickly, your donkey of the day. Use my donkey, mm. guys. I've decided going forth of this podcast every single week. I am going to put Ferrari. I'm going to roast them. I'm going to put them in the pot. Mm. A bit of oil, mm. put some oregano, salt, pepper, paprika, onions, garlic, and then I'm going to let them boil. And I'm going to let them boil all day until they're soft, mm. until they're so soft like oxtails. And I'm just going to continue to cook them every Sunday. Cook and cook and cook. I might even put some sadza on the side, some <clears> pat <throat> on the sides, maybe some of Nyasha's green rice. But every yeah. day, I'm going to feed you. <laughs> Their, everything about I'm going to spoon feed all of you guys the the ashes the dust the rubbishness off that team until they do something that impresses me until they get their fingers out of their asses and finally join the 2022 race however I don't think that's happening it's a bit too late now a bit too late Just I will tell my kids about this oh, Tandy <clears throat> on, I, lo- I, I love you um completely correct i mean i was what else is there to say cameron can you cameron can you as someone a learned f1 watcher right 2022 you've been watching for a while i've been watching for a while tandy's been watching for a while we've all been watching f1 right Uh, despite what everyone's trying to label us as we are not dts fans and even if we were dts fans we're still wavy but we're not people who've just come into the sport okay so people love saying that don't they Rude. Saying, you look, guys look like they've just got in. No, you, you want to people want to disparage us. They they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah. Anyway, Cameron, I'm I'm really pissed off. But Cameron, um, can you explain Charles Leclerc's strategy yesterday, please? Mate, I have no idea what was going on. Mate, I'm... being honest, he um, and he's made every single time. Yeah, that we get to talking like this, and we will be talking about this throughout the rest of the season because they're not solving anything. They're not fixing anything. Everything's all right at Ferrari from an internal perspective. I, I don't know what Charles Leclerc was on. Being honest, I know that he had a bit of bad luck that he was he was behind Max Verstappen and he removed his visor, and that's what got caught under the car. I get all that. Mm. Cool but you weren't going to do anything anyway. How? You don't know how to manage tyres. You know what? He's made to look even worse every single time by Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen gets to the front and then still manages his tyres in doing so. Meanwhile, Carlos and Charles Leclerc having to come in for early changes and they haven't overtaken anybody. What's going on? I get 
I get that the F-175 is quite hungry as far as tyre deck and tyre wear, but still it's not good enough, man. I just, and and we are, the, the tragedy in this circumstance, Nasha and Tandy, is that give them a couple of weeks, probably as soon as Sandoval, we're going to be sat around this table having exactly the same conversation, talking about how Ferrari have taken the F1 circus joke far too seriously and made themselves clowns. That's what they do. That's what they've been doing, and that's what they keep doing until they have. Like, even though the circus is in town, I'm not excited. No, you know when you drive past the fair, and that looks awful. I'm not going in. Awful. It looks unsafe. It looks. It looks like it smells like horse manure and cigarette butts. Um, Not for me. Not for me personally. Um, Ferrari, just the gift that keeps on giving. That last lap um, uh, attempt to fastest lap. Did anybody see when Yasha was tweeting about how he got um, Taco Bell? (laughs) It's always great to disappoint. No matter how many times, if you if you order it from Stratford, if you order it from North, it's never gonna be good. You know what? I have a confession to make. Some people know this about me. Some people don't. I. I go to a certain Taco Bell in Liverpool by Central Station. If anyone's ever been to Liverpool, I go to that Taco Bell when I'm sad. (laughs) I sit in the same seat upstairs. I order the same three Taco Supreme hard shell meal when I'm sad. It's like, um, yeah, when I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is how like Ferrari is. It's a sad Taco Bell meal. You're always going to order it from Deliveroo or Uber Eats, but you're still going to get a wet taco that delivers nothing, nothing at all. Stop making the mistakes, man. Every time. There needs to be a Twitter handle that only tweets. you talking and I just feel like you're (laughs) making too many excuses for it. (laughs) Just honestly, do not be an apologist at this point. There's no. Just mistakes every time. There needs to be a Twitter handle that just tweets out every Sunday, tweets out the plethora of mistakes that Ferrari are making. It's just the same thing. Even how are they? How are they? Go on, by the way, quickly. Mm. How are they sending out Charles Leclerc to tow Carlos Sainz Jr. on fresh red label soft compound tyres? This just, it just, the mind boggles. And the mind boggles. The tow that he gave Carlos as well was crap. I think Carlos had to back out of it because he wasn't going quick enough. Charles wasn't on it all weekend. Bless him. He just looked like he was still on summer break. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. My uh, donkey of the day. um, I'm going to give it to Latifi, as always, just for being you. And just get out of the sport. And, uh, ooh, donkey. Pardon? You like Latifi? I honestly am so indifferent to that guy. That's the strength of feeling that I have. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I could not care less about him. Every time I see his face on the F1 montage thing, I'm like, why? Why are you In, here? Indifferent. Like, I'm just worse than hatred. Him. Like, I just get the fuck out. Why are you doing it? Do you know what I mean? Um, skedaddle! Um, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Get me out of here no more! <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Cameron. We're I'm, just talking. No, don't be daft. Um, I'm, I'm stealing your donkey, Nasha. 
I don't care about the repetition clause. Yeah. Nicholas Latif, because I think you've been kind. Anybody that's even driven a car on road knows that if you put a tire on gravel, take your foot off the loud pedal. Nicholas yeah. Latifi has been doing the same nonsense for ages. He can't save a car. He didn't do it in Abu Dhabi and he's never doing it. When you get on the grass, when you lose, when you lose the rear, get off the loud pedal son keep it on the black stuff mate and he just can't do it can he the joker there you go you see this is like inception it's like oh keep it on the black stuff oh am i in a dream um so uh <laughs> uh yeah i think that's it um let me just read a few of you guys tweets um David Noble says donkey one visor tear off yeah i mean obviously that is not good for you guys at ferrari um underscore ms17 underscore underscore says donkey of the day ferrari don't even deserve it at this point but i'll say the whole grid because how the fuck they letting max cake walk his way to p1 in like 10 laps shocking needs man a shit perez i want to have a whole podcast one day talking about how perez has the easiest job in f1 he doesn't have to beat his teammate doesn't matter how much he loses to his teammate um in the same car 20 seconds behind a guy who started 13 places behind you i think that is ridiculous i cannot believe that is no uh like interrogation into that um so yeah about um, to rebut us vibes 2021 for sure and these are things that people are getting hounded out of their seat for donkey today alone uh, this is still our rise lady d7 alonzo mr salty since 07 i don't care if it was lewis hamilton's fault or not i don't like him and his bad energy and on that note I think that's it. Um, Cam. Oh my God. Sorry. That came out of nowhere. Carnival today. I have tested negative. So, um, uh, uh, Cameron, uh, where can people find you? Super quick. Cameron F1 on YouTube, Cameron F1 YT on Twitter. That is it. And I appreciate you guys always enjoy Carnival. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Tandy. Um, I'll probably be at yours tonight, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. As per usual. No, you that, know me because I'll knock very hard. That's fine. We're going to be, we'll carry on drinking, we'll carry on eating, and uh, it's going to be fun. Food at yours? I might actually just come yours now, then. There's no, uh, Nana made breakfast, but there's no, uh, they, mm, depends. You'd, anyway, that's, that's, I don't hit nor there. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, anything I've got left to say? Um, No. Lovely. Um, we are going to Zandvoort next. Um, Zandvoort. So, uh, anyone who is going who is a person of color in any way in some kind of protected community, look after yourself. Um, be safe out there. Um, hopefully, it goes without any incident. None of us hope for any kind of bad, bad um, and bad incidents. But do protect yourselves because obviously there's going to be a certain fan base who have previous for stuff like that yeah not even i I don't want to say it explicitly but we all know um and yeah guys before we go thank you so much for the merch orders you guys showing us your pictures with all of the merch uh incredible it's like amazing you guys look incredible by the way you guys look so good those purples though those pinks though those Mm. blacks so cool i can't wait to get my merch yeah sorry tandy's is delayed um and i i i I, hr are aware 
Uh, yeah, f- fuck you guys. Don't know why you guys got your shit before me. Um, but look, guys, thank you so much. And if you want to buy some merch, it's all there. Quickstopf1.com. S- support us, you know, and, and honestly, that is... But also buy Cam's merch. Because, yes. Yeah. We can all eat. We can all eat and there's room for all of us at this F1 table. So big up all the black F1 content creators, big up all the content creators that don't chuck us under the bus and big up everyone out there. Love guys, it's carnival weekend. If you see videos of me acting up, hey, you know those pictures of Lewis at Cropover? If you see me in any similar pictures or videos mind your business if you see me on road well you don't even know that this that's is me now. if you see me at carnival my lawyer will be in touch yeah. to bring it to uh, me okay oh okay. and and quickly big up i think it's andrea who i thought was going to do a drive-by shooting at me on my way to tesco the other day and was just saying hello yeah. uh, and whipped out her phone she was so nervous she didn't even take a picture it was a video so it's just a video of me like eh, hi uh big, up, big up the guy who i met at yes. soho house berlin was i in berlin yeah in berlin. berlin and he was nice to me and he had the cool um Swarovski glasses hi mate didn't forget about you yes Please. thank you guys we appreciate you so much you're making us feel famous and you know what it's the least we deserve thank you so much have a lovely weekend and remember no matter what happens keep it on the black, on the black stuff black. goodbye <laughs> Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of Acast Recommends. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. We're two black girls invading the messiest reality dating shows on earth. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And this season, we're recapping Lifetime TV's hit show, Married at First Sight in Nashville. Married at First Sight (laughs) is a full-on hot mess of a social experiment. Each week on our podcast, we recap the latest episode and dissect the trials and tribulations these five newly married couples are going through, while also dissecting relevant dating, marriage, and relationship topics. And after five years deep in Bachelor Nation, we're now diving into the Married at First Sight universe. So come join us. Listen to us on all podcast platforms every Thursday and join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com slash twoblackgirlsfilmers. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>